right. Give it up for the worship team. Amen. Come on, church. Wow, that was solid. Praise the Lord. Can we give it up for those watching online today? Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for coming out. Uh, just such a great, uh, just, man, it just feels good. So glad you're here. I use my Bible. I don't have it today. We had a little bit of a, a little shakeup this week, just uh, travel-wise. And so uh, I put all my notes on my phone. We'll have scriptures on the screen. I have so many scriptures today, which is uncommon for me, that Dave said, is Marcus preaching today? Because... Like, there's a whole lot more slides than what we're used to. But I said, no, I'm, I'm actually going to bring the word. So, hey, if you are a grandparent, would you stand uh, today? Or uh, you have, you're, you're a grandparent or you're, like, soon to be a grandparent. Would you stand? We just want to acknowledge you. Yeah, come on, church. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for being grandparents. Thank you for being who you are. And we have, after service, we have now, if I went to the local movie house and bought all this, this is about $8,000 worth of candy. <laughs> but since we didn't go to the local movie house, it's a little bit cheaper. We try to use the church's money wisely. Uh, but we do have, do you know, maybe, maybe you're of that age we are. When Jane and I were younger, of course, we didn't know each other when we were real young, but we went to grandparents' house, and they had, they had candy in bowls. Did you, your grandparents ever had, and like Marcus reminded us, it was that hard, nasty candy. It's just like, like, it's probably still in those bowls somewhere. Well, this is good movie candy. So if you're a grandparent, come up after service and grab a, a box of candy. We're going to ask you to wait for after the baptisms, though, because that'll still be part of our, our service. But thank you so much for, for being who you are. Uh, everything you do, like Marcus said, praying grandmas and grandfathers and just cool stuff. So we're going to talk. It's our faith and family series. And so uh, we wanted to have a grandparent day. We know some of you have said it's not until September, Grandparents Day. It's June 4th right here today just, that we're going to acknowledge you and, and, uh, and have you grandparents. My middle grandchild, Cam. Cam, come up here for a second. They want to see you. Come up here. Cam is in the house. Cam and I share the same birthday, not the same birth year, but the same birthday. And so you want to say anything? No. Okay. He is who he is by the grace of God. So that's Cam and, of course, Jilly. You all know Jilly, but Jilly's here too. So, uh, man, good day. It was really cool service. We had maybe seven or eight people give their hearts to the Lord in the first service. And so just a really good day. And baptisms today. If you've not ever been to one of our baptisms like in-house, it's really cool. You're like you're in for a treat. You're gonna love it. It's not just a normal baptism. It's just it's it's lights out. So praise the Lord. I'm gonna preach so that we can get right to that. I'm gonna ask you today if you will stand for the reading of the Word of God. If everybody will stand, we're gonna just we're gonna honor God uh, with our our stand. So Genesis 1, 21, 22, Then we'll read 26 through 28. So God created the great sea and creatures and every living creature that moves and with with which the waters swarm according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind, and saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the waters and the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. We'll jump to 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image. Let us. Uh, we believe in the triune Godhead God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Okay, they, they work together so closely as one, they're like one, but they're three separate individual entities. 
Let's have, let's let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Let us pray while you're still standing. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. We thank you for truth. We thank you for love. We thank you for uh, people confessing their, uh, their belief in you by getting baptized. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the wonderful worship. And we can speak life. We can pray life. We can sing life. And we can worship you while we're doing it. So open our hearts today, our minds, our ears to hear, Father, Lord, and to receive everything that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray, and the church said in agreement, amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the word of God today. And so uh, I had been praying recently, uh, just uh, probably the last six or eight months, I guess, that as I read the scripture, Lord, would you just give me uh, a depth of knowledge, an insight, something, the, maybe a different takeaway. And so not to take things out of context, uh, but to look at the text a little differently, to, to make it apply to my life, uh, not changing doctrinal values, not uh, changing theological stances, but looking at the scripture and, okay, God, what did you mean when you said this? Or how can we interpret it, maybe just a, not differently, but uh, broaden my horizons to make it a little bit. We, we see and read the same stories. We talk about things. And so as I was preparing for this week's uh, message and uh, the, the, the term fruitful and multiplying, I thought just of grandparenting and parenting, being a, a child or a grandchild. Some of you may be great-grandparents or uh, hopefully in, in our lifetime we'll become great-grandparents. Maybe, who knows? Maybe the next 10 or 12 years, we don't know, but we'd like to be great grandparents and we want to be grand, we want to be great grandparents, we want to be great parents, we want to be great pastors, but we want to be great servants of the Lord first, amen? We want to serve God, we want to be what God's called us to be, and so while I'm preparing, while I'm praying, while I'm uh, sharing the message with myself, as I do quite often early in the morning, I go through and I pray the Lord, uh, this term fruitful and multiply just kept coming, and I, and I thought it in the grandparent sense, well, yes, that's true, if you're uh, fruitful and multiply, you, you know, you, you grow your family. And, and listen, if you're here today and you're not grandparents or you're not even parents, that's okay. We're, we can do that in a spiritual sense. We can grow our family. You're part of a community of God right here. You're part of Grace Church. And so you are spiritual mentors or spiritual parents or spiritual grandparents. So this is not to say, oh, I'm not a grandparent. I don't matter. I'm not a parent. I don't matter. I'm not married. I don't matter. You matter. And you matter just the way you are because God uh, matters to you, and you matter to God. So it's important. We, we, we aim not to change people on the way inside the door. We ask the Holy Spirit to change us all as we leave the door and walk out. But while we're here, we accept everybody for who they are because you are created in his image. You're a child of the living God. And so fruitful and multiply grandparenting, and we think about this, and I, I thought about my grandparents, um, Francis Mikolas and Andrew Lukowski, Andy, <laughs> Drew, never called him Drew back in the day. We called him Jaji and Busha. That's Polish for grandma and grandpa. And uh, Jaji was a cool guy, but they came from Poland. Uh, and when they came over from Poland, they got married. And when they got married, they had 10 kids. 
And two of them died uh, at 9 and 10 of polio. Back in the day, the other eight got married. So two became eight, became 16, became 18. And those um, eight kids, I think they had 47 kids between them. 44 of those kids got married, and they became 88. And then those 88, 44 had another 50 or 60 kids. And before you know it, Andrew and Francis had a family of about 178 people. They were, I would say, fruitful and multiply, but they just had, they just did their part. And so while, while I was praying and asking the Lord just about the whole grandparenting thing, he said, concentrate on being fruitful. If you concentrate on being fruitful, you don't have to worry about the multiplication. And ask the Lord what he meant by that. He said, look at Genesis. Now, how many times in Genesis do I say the word, be fruitful and multiply? And he says it nine times in Genesis alone. He says it once in Leviticus, and he says it once in Jeremiah. Be fruitful and multiply. But to Abraham, the one who he said would have a number of children that mounted to the stars of the heavens or the sands of the seashore, in Genesis 17 and 6, he says, I will make you fruitful. And so there's something here about us being fruitful, and if we're fruitful, then God will multiply. Now, that's my interpretation. You may look at it a little bit differently. I think it takes the burden off of us. If we know that we're fruitful, the multiplication is up to God. See, sometimes we wonder if the contract's going to come in, if the kids are going to be okay. We wonder if everything's going to be healed or if this is going to work out or how's that going to work out. Is the team going to be good? Am I going to have enough pitchers? Or is the softball team going to represent Grace Church tomorrow night and not be like a typical church softball team and fight and bicker and moan and groan and get mean and get thrown out? I'm just talking about teams I've been on. How's it going to work out? See, we just have to work on being fruitful. Multiplication is of the Lord. And if we work on being fruitful, then we can multiply. The proverb says that the power of death and life are where? In the tongue. And many are they who live by the fruit thereof. And so as we speak into situations of our life, then we need to speak life. We need to speak hope. We need to speak most of those songs that we sang today. We need to speak victory over our family. We need to speak love over our family. We need to speak blessings and favor over our family. We need to speak those things over our family. Why? Because God's given us the power and the authority to do such. But we can also speak death. We can also speak hatred. We can also speak... Um, uh, negativism. We can also speak uh, things in our life that also will come to pass because Galatians, the sixth chapter, says that if we're not careful, the seeds that we plant, we will reap a harvest thereof. So if we're speaking life, or we're doing life, we're speaking good things, we're speaking hope, those things will come back to us. That's a multiplier of God. We have to understand how we can multiply. Well, you would say, well, Pastor, I'm not sure if that's biblical or not. Let's go to then the first scripture that we have, I think, is in First Corinthians. And let's read that one. Paul, Apollos, Barnabas, Saul, the whole New Testament church are running to and fro. They're going back here. They're, I like Paul's preaching. I like Apollos' preaching. He's a better church over here. Hey, that's got, that's got a better worship team. Well, that one's got a better children's ministry. Well, that's got this and that's got that. And so many times you can grow a family or you can grow a church, or you can grow an organization and not include God but you reap the fruit thereof. 
Whenever you're growing in your family, in your business, in your neighborhood, in your church, you need to include God. So Paul says this, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned you to. In other words, you go to Grace Church and maybe you find Jesus there. It's not Grace Church, it's the Holy Spirit. It's God. Maybe you're raised in a godly home. Thank God you were. But maybe you weren't, and you find God along the way. That's the assignment that that person had over your life. But I planted, Apollos watered, but what God gave the increase, or God gave the growth. So what Paulus did, what Paul did, was they were fruitful, but God was the multiplier. God did the multiplication. This is important to know because for years we thought, well, I've got to go be fruitful, and I have to multiply. No, you just have to be fruitful and do your part. God will do the multiplication. Let's go to Acts, the second chapter, read 42 through 47 very quickly. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. This is the first century church. This is early church in the world. What are they doing? They devote themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, breaking of bread. They were praying. Awe came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Why? Because they were being fruitful. And all who believed were together. They had all things in common. They were selling their possessions, their houses, their belongings. They were distributing them and giving them to the poor and needy as well. Verse 46, and day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with gladness and a generous heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added, everybody say added. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. See, the early church was just being fruitful. They were doing what they were called to do. They were doing what they were supposed to do. Maybe you pick somebody up for church. Maybe you take somebody to a practice or give somebody a ride. Maybe you help somebody out with groceries. Or maybe you do something that's just being fruitful. Maybe you buy somebody's dinner. We, Jane and I were in the Starbucks line the other day, and, and uh, we, we ordered what we normally do. And, and the, they, the lady in front of you got that. And I was, well, that was so nice. That's just, it felt good. Not that we couldn't afford, but it felt good. And it was just somebody being fruitful. I don't know if they were believers or not. We didn't track them down. We just thanked the Lord. We were fruitful. When you do something nice for someone, you're just being fruitful. When you speak life into someone, you're being fruitful. When you do something good for someone, you're being fruitful. You came today, again, maybe you saved a a seat. Maybe you invited your grandparents. Grandparents, maybe you invited your grandchildren. You're being fruitful. We just have to be fruitful, and then God does the multiplication. And when God does the multiplication, it's an amazing thing. Every person that has fruit, or if you're, if, you're fruit of, uh, if you're fruit of something, you have seed in it. So an apple has a seed with inside the fruit of it. It's, it's the seed, all right? And so sometimes we eat the seed. Sometimes we throw the seed away. Sometimes we plant the seed. But if we were to plant all of the apple uh, seeds off of one apple tree, planting all the apple seeds off of one apple tree and grew an orchard and that orchard came up and was fruitful and multiplied and then planted all those apple seeds off of those apples of those trees, at the end of 20 years, we have 95 billion apples. Billion with a B. An amazing thing that God does, but God's the multiplier. He does the multiplying of that. All we have to do is be fruitful. If we are fruitful in the things that we do, 
then God multiplies. So what are some things that we can be fruitful of? Well, Jesus will just look at the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says that if you give, it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, that he will cause men to give back unto you. He will cause that. So we, we give of our tithe and offering, or maybe we, 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 support, uh, we support an orphanage in Haiti. We give another orphanage in Nicaragua. We, we, uh, we help pay off uh, medical debt in North Carolina. A many number of things that we do, uh, our church tithes itself. And so we give, and it's the, it's the fruit, but then God is the multiplier. Jesus also said after the Lord's Prayer that we should forgive. That's a fruit. Forgiveness is a fruit. Many Christians, Christ followers, harbor unforgiveness in their heart. Well, I just can't forgive that person. I don't know why I can't. You need to forgive. Jesus says if you forgive, then you'll be forgiven, and you'll be forgiven of much. In other words, if you forgive one person of a single act that they did against you, you're forgiven of all your sins. Pretty good trade-off, right? If we think of it that way, we have to be careful not to speak death but to speak life. If we, if we give mercy, the Bible says that we can obtain mercy. And if we obtain mercy, the scripture says that mercies are new every morning. I've said this before, but in the, the, the space, uh, you know what it is, the space thing that's up there? Not the shuttle. That's it. It rotates around the, worth, the earth's axis opposite. And so they see a sunrise every 90 minutes. 16 times in a 24-hour day, they see a new sunrise. So think of it that way. God's mercies are new that often for you. Every single moment, God has more mercies poured out for you if you'll just be a little merciful. See, sometimes we want to be like the young person that always thinks about themselves and they want everything first where they don't think about somebody else. Christ followers can be that way too. Well, as long as I'm forgiven, as long as I got mercy, as long as I have what I need, well, what about somebody else? Maybe your fruit then is to bless somebody else. I say that today not only because it's Grandparents Day at Grace Church, but because it leads us into what Jesus did for us as far as uh, us understanding what it means to be water baptized, what it means to be a Christ follower. So the, the first thing is salvation, all right? We understand that because Jesus died, was buried, like Marcus explained at the offering time, and then he rose again, that we, we have the ability to be what we call saved, born again, become a Christ follower, a Christian, a Christite. So we have this opportunity to receive Jesus into our life. That is called salvation. Salvation, but were the fruit of the Holy Spirit presenting Jesus to us. Let's go uh, to our scriptures in Galatians 3, 26 and 27. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God. And again, it doesn't say daughters. It says sons because the sons were the inheritance. So you're included for this moment as a son if you are a female, okay? Because you have the same right of inheritance that every person in Christ does. Sons of God through faith, verse 27, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ 
Christ have put on Christ. And then it goes on to say that we're neither Greek nor Jew, male nor female, rich or, or poor, bond or free. We're all one in Christ Jesus. He's talking about that being uh, through our salvation so that there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. There's, there is no other way. Jesus is the way. In fact, when the first century church was born, they would say, are you a follower of the way? Capitalized, W-A-Y, Jesus being the way. And so we're a product of this Holy Spirit baptizing us with Jesus as Lord and Savior. In fact, Romans 2 and 4 will say this. Our... our, or despisest thou the riches of the goodness and forbearance, long-suffering, okay? Not knowing that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance. Or some would say the kindness of God. And so we're led to repentance by God's goodness, okay? Jesus said in John's uh, gospel, I think 6 and 44, then, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And some would say it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we're led into repentance by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that gives us then the salvation, this, something that we didn't earn. It's grace. That's why we named the church Grace back in 2016. Unmerited favor. We did not earn it. We, we, it wasn't anything that we could do. It's not because we were born on the right side of the tracks. It's not because of the school we went to. It's not because of our economic or racial status or, or stability. It's not who we are. It's because of Jesus lives within us. That's why we're saved. And when we, get, when we become a Christ follower, we're not better than anybody else. <laughs> we're supposed to be reaching everybody else, which leads us to our second one, and that's baptism. That's a discipleship, okay? When we're discipling people, we disciple them into baptism. And so the Holy Spirit leads us to Jesus, and then disciples in the church lead people who now are new in Christ into water baptism. Why is that? That's that outward profession of the inward person of who we are in Christ Jesus. Jesus died for us. I received Christ. Now I'm willing to die with Jesus in the form of water baptism. I don't have to die a physical death. Jesus says to die out daily. What's that mean? To give up my wants and my desires so that I can be fruitful for Jesus. I want to be fruitful. He can multiply. How, how do you become fruitful in the church? Well, you love on people. You have water baptisms. You have holy communion. You read the word of God. You pray. You, you lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. All the things that the church believes we need to practice. So today we're practicing water baptism. If you've never been water baptized, it doesn't matter if you brought a change of clothes or not. Let us baptize you today because you'll be a new creature in Christ Jesus. This is the outward sign of the inward feeling. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Do you need to be water baptized? Yes. Is water baptism a precursor to salvation? No. Jesus is the only way, truth, and life, but it's a form of obedience. If I walk in obedience to water baptism, if I walk in obedience to bringing my tithe, if I walk in obedience to walking in forgiveness, to obtaining mercy and giving mercy, then God multiplies things on my behalf. I just have to be fruitful. It takes the pressure off. It doesn't make me see what happens is if we become a follower in Christ, and maybe our life just doesn't line up like it should, like we think it should or other people should. Well, then we morph into works. Works isn't getting you saved. 
works as a byproduct of salvation. Yes, we should aim to be a better person. We should aim to walk in forgiveness. We should aim to speak kindly and gently. We should bear the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, kindness, self-control. We should operate in the fruit of the Spirit upon salvation, being a Christ follower, but that doesn't make us better. It just makes us more fruitful. Jesus is the only thing that can get us to heaven. By accepting Christ as our Lord and Savior, one of his, um, one of, one of his commands, one of his obediences, one of his suggestions is that we become water baptized. He got water baptized to prove to people that we should get water baptized after salvation. And so in, in the form of being baptized, let's go to Romans 6, 3, and 4 for a moment. It says, do you know that all of us who have been given, been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Verse number 4, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. And so uh, can, can I... Uh, share with you that I've seen people get water baptized with, with addictions and come out free as can be. I've seen people get water baptized with illnesses and come out free as can be. I've seen people get water baptized with bad attitudes, come out free as can be. I mean, it's an amazing what can happen through water baptism. You're, you're expressing to the people that are here today the newness of life. And so your fruit becomes a multiplier as a witness and a testimony in baptism. And then we move to the Holy Spirit. And so there's a tri-fold uh, baptism here. The Holy Spirit baptizes us with Jesus. The disciples in the church baptize uh, new believers in water baptism in Christ. And then Jesus says, I must go. And because I go, you're going to know I made it because I'm going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And so now Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. We become, uh, we become born again, but now there's a spiritual belief. There's, a, there's this new, have you been baptized since you believed in the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit's full of power. Holy Spirit is full uh, Holy Spirit is full of wisdom and knowledge and understanding, counsel, uh, might, power of the Lord. So now we walk in this newness of, of the Holy Spirit. Is it just about speaking in tongues? No, it's not. Is it, is it about physical manifestations or emotional uh, outbursts? No, it's not. Those may be part of it, but the Holy Spirit is a gentle person. He, he loves you. He won't cause you to do something that you don't want to do. But as we look at the Holy Spirit and recognize, I want this power. I want, I want to walk in the fruit of the Holy Spirit, then he multiplies things on your behalf. We grow up in places sometimes where we're uh, a little uh, trepid about how the Holy Spirit works. And maybe sometimes people will box in God. Well, this is how you can be saved or how you act, need to act after salvation. Or this is how the Holy Spirit looks and this is how the Holy Spirit acts. That's probably more of a physical or an emotional manifestation for those people. Don't box in God. Just ask for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Ask for the Lord to fill you full of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, it's a filling every day. Each and every day we become more full of the Holy Spirit as we get filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, let's go to Mark 1 and 8, I believe is our next scripture. I have baptized you, this is John the Baptist speaking, baptized you with water, but he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Why not want all of God? 
And so we become saved. We get, uh, we get uh, Christ in us. All right, and then we become baptized, water baptized, and, and some people will be filled with the Holy Spirit before water baptism. But again, I would say if you've not been, come on back, worship team, if you've not ever been uh, water uh, baptized, why not today? Why, why not uh, be in that realm? Let's dim the lights for a second, and, and maybe you can all stand with me for a moment while the worship team's coming and we get ready for the, the baptism part of our, of our service. Uh, why, why, not, why not contemplate this? Why not consider this for a moment? And if I want to uh, be like Jesus, maybe I need to do some of the things Jesus did. And he got water baptized. Why not, why not get water baptized? Why not have all the gifts that Jesus has for you? And if it's an infilling of the Holy Spirit, why not ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit? And the rest will take care of itself. Again, we just have to operate in the fruit. God is the multiplier. He, he does the multiplying for us. He, he continues to add. And so bow your heads for a second. Close your eyes just for a moment. I, I think it's okay. We're, we're, in a, we're in church together. And maybe you're here and, and you don't know what your relationship with Jesus Christ is like. Maybe, you, maybe you've fallen away or maybe you never made a true commitment to who Jesus is. Maybe, you're, maybe it's strange for you, uh, much like it was for me in, in, my, in my day when I, when I realized that I was serving God, but I didn't really have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you say, hey, I, I need a commitment with Jesus. I, Pastor, I want to make a commitment to the Lord Jesus as my Savior today. Or maybe you did at one time little, but you've kind of fallen away and, and you'd love for me to pray for you right where you're at. Just raise your hand. Just right up. Just, just keep your hand up for a moment. Thank you for those hands. Absolutely. Thank you for what God is doing in you as just a, a follow a follow Christian. You, you, you want God to be the Lord of your life. I, I applaud you for that. You can put your hand down. And now look at me, every person here. We're going we're gonna to say a prayer together. We're going to repeat it loud and clear. And whether you raise your hand or not, I'm going to ask you to join in because we become a family of Christ together. Whether you're, this is your first time or your you know, 30th year here at Grace Church, let's say this prayer together with those that raise their hands. So why? So that we can walk together as one. And if you say that prayer today, you want to do your work over, come up in just a moment with the rest of them that sign up and, and get baptized. We ask for signups, but you don't have to sign up. You can come. We're going to worship together. We're going to, we're going to baptize together. We're going to enjoy each other's life together. Would you repeat this prayer after me, every single one, nice and loud and clear. Dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I ask for forgiveness of all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I promise through commitment to live for you, obey you, and serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give it up? Can we give a shout of praise? God bless you. Praise God. Amen. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna get ready because I'm gonna I'm, I've got the honor to do the baptisms today. Marcus is gonna be over here. If you sign up for baptism or want to be baptized, would you just follow Marcus and Charity right there? We'll have people on Boyd and Emily on this side over here that'll help you with towels and all that on the other side of the tank. But if you want to be baptized today, if you sign up, please come over here and we're gonna sing a song. Come on, give them up. That's right. Praise the Lord. This is awesome. Come on, church. Praise God.
and uh, and we'll sing and we're going to baptize in Jesus name come on now
we sing it again. Did y'all get that, what he was saying? Yay? Thumbs up? Yay? Espanol? Oh, okay. We're going to sing it again. We're going to sing it in Spanish. We're going to sing it in English. But maybe you missed a moment. And we don't want you to sit there and say, man, I wish I would have did it. We have scrubs that you can change into. You, you keep them. They're yours. And you can change into those. You say, man, I just wish I would have did it. I don't want you to miss that moment. So we're going to sing through this one more time. And you feel free. Just come on up here. And we have towels. We have scrubs. You can walk out with those and um, not miss your moment. So let's do it one more time, just in case you're still thinking about it. Shackles always said
such an outward demonstration of what we experienced this morning. So I'm so proud of all of them. I'm so happy that they chose to take the next level, that next step that says, I just want to follow Christ. And um, some of them aren't in here yet, but the stories behind some of these that, well, all of them, everybody has a story, but some of them are just amazing. And to say we are so proud of you is like words cannot express. Can't say it. Amazing. So proud of you. Just from a, a little boy that played football with Jonah. Bash, we're so proud of you today. He's just kept saying, I want to be baptized. I want to be baptized. And he came ready to be baptized. And then his mama joined him, his family. So little boy playing football. I mean, come on. Our, there's so many. Our sweet little couple that just got married said, we're about to have a baby. We want to do it right. We want to make it right. I got baptized today. So God is so good. There's so many stories. Uh, amazing. But to think how proud we are and how, it, not in a prideful way, but in a happy way of each and every one of them that made that choice to say, I want a fresh start. I want a new, fresh life. I want to follow his commandments. How much more in heaven is God and the angels and the people looking down saying, wow, I'm so proud. That's what we should be excited about, right? That God is happy. So we are so excited. Awesome. Marcus, you ready to close this out? All right. We're so excited. We love y'all. Amen. One more time, can we give it up for everybody that got baptized today? How amazing to see what Jesus Christ can do in someone's life. Amen. I was thinking about what you said and just the testimonies. If you could just know what God has done in some of these people's lives, how he can take somebody who said, you know what, that person's never going to be a believer. That person is never going to turn their life around and give their heart to Christ. To say, you know what, grandparents, don't quit praying for your children. Don't quit praying for your grandkids because it's not over till God says it over. Amen? Amen. Well, we love you guys. Hey, and I want to say again, I know we had a lot of guests here today, and this might not be uh, normal or what would be considered usual or whatever for your kind of service, but hey, just hear our heart. We just love the Lord. Sometimes we just lift our hands and shout because we just love what God's doing, and we love you too. So we hope that you make this place your home and you want to come back next week. We'd love to have you be a part of our church family. Don't forget if you're a grandparent, uh, we do not have the um, old nasty kind of you know, candy, we've got some good stuff here for you. We got Red Hots, all right? We got Raisinets. Can't say no to that. So if you're a grandparent, come get these afterwards. Uh, I just want to put a blessing on you and close the service in a word of prayer and uh, just ask God to go with you. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be together in your name, that we have gathered in the name of Jesus. This is the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So today we've chosen to do that today and maybe even maybe made that decision for the first time to say Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. And others demonstrated that today. God, I pray that you bless each person here today. Help us to be fruitful and multiply. 
Lord, to disciple people, to follow you in that baptism and to uh, be filled with your Holy Spirit and power to do exactly what you've called us to do, which is to walk out of these places, walk out of these doors, uh, filled with your Spirit to multiply, to, to share the hope of Jesus with those that are, are desperate and those that are lonely and those that are hurting. Lord, to share the, the salvation of Jesus and to share the healing that can come to our bodies and even to our hearts and to our emotions. God, that you would empower us to do what you have called us to do. Pray that you bless each person in here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Give the Lord one more shout of praise. We love you. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.